You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. And fans, NBA Finals is here. Uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. The series is tied 1-1. Game one, Celtics exploded in the fourth quarter and came out with the 120-108 win uh, in game one. Did not see that coming, Danny. The Warriors had this game one, and they let it slip away. Mm-hmm. That fourth quarter of the Boston Celtics, they won 40 to 16 in the fourth quarter. Al Horford had an amazing 26 points, six rebounds, three assists. Steph had an awesome game, man. Uh, started off hot in the first quarter, 21 points. Second quarter didn't score, but ended up with 34 points, five rebounds, five assists. And then it came down to game number two where the Warriors exploded on the Celtics and where they won 107 to 88. Steph Curry ended up with 29 points, six rebounds, four assists. Jason Tatum, in my opinion, actually had a pretty good game. He turned the ball over way too much, but man, he ended up with 28 points, six rebounds, three assists. Danny, what are you seeing in this, in this final series so far? Jason, a couple observations. One, the Celtics had a historic fourth quarter in game one where they could not miss a three-pointer in the fourth quarter. And game two was shaping up very similar because Golden State took the big lead in the third quarter, went up 14 like they did in game one, but then they held off Boston in that game two. Uh, Gary Payton, the second, is back. Uh, So that's a lift for the Golden State Warriors. But game two, Al Horford, they shut him down. Marcus Smart didn't do much. And another one thing was, even though they didn't do much, Clay didn't do much either. Right. Mm-hmm. And Golden State is waiting for Clay to show up. Yep, sure. They is. need him. <clears throat> I think they need him desperately in Boston. Mm-hmm. Because if he keeps playing the way he is, and, you know, he's just struggling right now, he just can't find his shot, it's going to be hard for Golden State to win this series. Mm-hmm. There's only so much stuff can do. Um, and Jordan Poole stepped up in game two. He went off. But I'm very curious, after these two games, one, the adjustments Boston makes coming into game three tonight. Yes. Do they stay with that big lineup with Robert Williams and Tice and um, I can't think of the other guy's name, but do they go with that lineup or do they go with that small lineup they used in that fourth quarter in game one that gave Golden State problems. So I'm very curious how they play this in game three. The other thing I'm looking at is how is this game going to be refereed? Is he going to be, are they going to let him play physical and let things kind of slide like they did in game two? Are they going to call it close? What are they going to do with Draymond Green? You know, everyone's been talking about Draymond Green and that mm-hmm. uh, alleged second technical in game two. So I'm very curious. There's going to be a lot of things in this game three, which is very pivotal 
It's usually game five, but I think this game three yep. is key to see I how agree. Golden State goes into Boston. It's going to be rowdy, loud, and see how they respond and mm-hmm. what the role players, how they fit into this, and then Clay Thompson. That's who I'm really watching to see what he does when they get to Boston. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Danny. Uh, the refereeing is going to be very critical here. Uh, I actually think Draymond going in the first quarter, they'll give him a tech to really kind of smooth things over, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, and so they're going to control this a lot more. So it's going to be interesting who this works out in advantage of, quite honestly. I think Boston needs more of a physical type game. Mm-hmm. I think Clay is going to come out of his funk. Uh, it's interesting because Golden State, I think, matched the uh, the hype um, with Belgelico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think he's going to get some more minutes. He, had, he played 11 minutes last game. I think you just need a few minutes out of another big man yep. uh, other than Looney. Uh, Looney's been playing fantastic, honestly, man. He 21 minutes, he actually gave him 12 points. Uh, yep. seven rebounds, two assists, three steals, and a block. So Looney's been playing actually pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna tell you what else, man. Gary Payton Jr. That was a big adjustment right there. He he provided some great great minutes defensively. So yes. I mean, he played 25 minutes. He had uh seven points, uh three rebounds, three assists. So I think Golden State. It's kind of finding that rhythm, uh, if you will. Jordan Poole finding the rhythm there, 17 points. It's going to be really interesting to your point about the referees, how they're going to control the game. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I wonder how this is going to really match up with the physicality that Boston wants to actually uh, display uh, versus that of what Golden State is accustomed to doing is uh, kind of getting uh, a little free and then ultimately, uh, you know, pretty much doing what Golden State does best. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us and remember that there's enough hate in the world, so go ahead and spread a little love.